0: Welcome to the latest episode of Lipstick Coffee Jesus. I'm Sean. I'm Vanity. And we have another exciting show for you on today. But before we get there, you know what we do each and every single time. We tell y'all what we're
1: drinking. Vanity, what are you drinking tonight? Well, it's the afternoon. So you already know I'm going to (laughs) come like a broken record. Rise and shine. First of <laughs> all, don't judge me. I had Earl loves vanilla today. Oh, okay, right, don't right. even. So my afternoon tea. For anyone who does not know, my routine is coffee in the morning, tea in the afternoon, and usually it's one of our more British leaning flavors. So yes, I had my Earl loves vanilla this afternoon. Don't judge me. You no, know,
0: I was gonna make a a Bridgerton um reference, but we're saved and we're holy, so we're
1: not gonna do that. <laughs> we are only two minutes into this i need you to stay on track i'm on track i'm on track um, 2021 okay we can't go down a rabbit hole every episode we're not but I need you to stay focused um,
0: well i am drinking your classic uh signature tea so that's how i roll that's my favorite Mm-hmm. Um, I did have coffee today, but um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: not smartly. I uh, drank it on an empty stomach. So I was like on 25 for like half the morning. Um, but yes, I'm on the wind down tonight. I have my tea and I'm ready to go.
1: See, that's funny. You know how you, you say that drinking coffee at night doesn't do anything for Nothing. you. But I'm like wired. But see, drinking coffee on an empty stomach doesn't affect me. What? it doesn't so it's just i just thought that was we need to get a doctor in
0: here we need somebody to explain (laughs) (laughs) this bio stuff to us because this makes absolutely no sense
1: i really just thought about how you said that that. That doesn't do that for me (laughs) and now i know how you felt when i was talking about drinking coffee after 7 p.m but judge not lest
0: you be judged
1: anyways and i just went and i just went on a rabbit trail after just talking about you lord keep me humble (laughs) anyway he'll do it honey he'll do it listen every time (laughs) (sighs) now that we've gotten completely off we're going to get back on
0: and we're going to tell you all about what we're doing this evening so i am so excited um ecstatic yes very ecstatic Uh, with the guests that we have today. So we actually have more than one, and there are people who should be familiar to you because we are claiming that you are listeners to Lipstick Coffee Jesus, and we're claiming that you went back and listened to every episode that we've had thus far. And so our guests tonight are Bishop Perry W. Jenkins Sr., Overseer Vincerey F. Jenkins, no senior on that part, and then Bishop J. Bernard Moore. And so we are so excited to have them back. They started and kicked off our 2020 and they are here again to talk to us about 2021 so welcome you all welcome welcome
3: thank you thank you thank you
0: thank you for having us you are so welcome so vanity do you want to kick it off or should i where are we you can kick it off. okay you can kick it off all right you open up
1: no you open up no. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I promise we have good sense. And there's gonna be some as as if you're on Clubhouse, as they would say, they're gonna be dropping some gems on here. Please do not let this intro fool you. Right. We have good sense.
4: I know I haven't and there's big, gonna be some I know I haven't been queued in yet, but I'm sitting here cracking up like <laughs>
1: This is this is how we carry on. But you know, honestly, the way that this, these past couple of years have gone, you, laughter is good for the yes. soul, okay? Yes. So
0: they always say, laugh to keep from crying. All right, so let's get into it. So I took the time, um, believe it or not, between meetings today to listen to last year's uh, recording to hear what was said, um, some of the things that God has revealed to Um, our leaders uh, in preparation for 2020. And when I tell y'all that so much was said um, that I could see manifested in 2021. And so before I get to the things that um, I was able to see, I do want to um, ask each of you in no particular order, um, how has 2020 been for you all? Like in spite of all the things that have happened, how would you say you rounded out 2020?
4: First, let me say good evening and thank you for having us back to the your platform uh, again this year. I am so excited about Lipstick Coffee Jesus while I sit here on the platform sipping my blueberry buckle. Uh, Come on
1: in here. I'm uh, sorry. That's it. Product. I'm here for the product placement. <laughs> yes. You're so sorry. I don't mean to cut yes. you off. My
4: bad. While I'm sitting here sipping my uh, blueberry buckle brand of tea from Lipstick Coffee Jesus, which is one of the greatest blends of tea that I've had to drink in a long time. So thank you so much. Uh, Let me begin by saying that um, 2020 was a year. So much transpired that we were unprepared for, and yet in our state of being somewhat unprepared, we were prepared in the sense that we are people that's governed and guided by prayer. And so much transpired. 2020 was a year like we've never, ever experienced before. And it just seemed like once the never, ever experienced before started happening, never experienced before Situations continue to arise, but we got through it. And from the beginning of the year, even until the very end of the year, and then kicking over into 2021, we thought there were times when we didn't understand how we would survive the kinds of things that happened. But the God that we serve and love brought us through. So 2020 was a year, even though it weakened us, it strengthened us. And we are the stronger and even the more prepared to deal with whatever things that are to come in 2021. We are prepared and yet preparing ourselves and made stronger because of what we went through in 2020.
2: Well, I guess I will jump in. Good evening, everyone. Uh, thank you all, Shonda and Vanity. Again, thank you for the invitation to share on the Lipstick Coffee Jesus platform. And I, too, enjoy the blueberry buckle tea so very much. And I love it so much that I gifted my father an order of it. And I'm waiting to see how he, ha- how he likes it. But on to the question, how it was 2020 for me? To me, it was a little difficult, but for me, it was not that difficult because I love being at home. It did not bother me. I was more than glad to be on the inside, but with all of the other things that we had to adjust to, I just kind of adjusted and just trusted God through everything, and here we are today because we did trust in the name of our Lord, which is a strong tower where we can run in and be safe. Yes. So, we, like Bishop said, we were strengthened for what's coming next, and we're looking forward to what
3: will behold us in 2021? Good uh, afternoon, everyone. I would like to say that 2020 for me was a year of recognizing uh, how much we need to depend on God. And I don't say that in a way that I had not prior to been dependent on God, but it just made it more clear to me that so many things around us have the ability to be shaken and shift and really totally alter our lives. But I believe that for me, 2020 happened for a purpose, and that was to really refocus on the fact that God was and is the anchor to everything that we do and aspire to do. So I think that was much for me.
1: First of all, I appreciate all you all's input. Um, In listening to the podcast that we had at the beginning of last year, um, Bishop Jenkins said one of the things that he does to kind of approach life um, is prayer, organization, research, and determination. And so, my question is uh, post pandemic, or as we are still navigating through this pandemic uh, did that change at all given that we are in such an unprecedented time and moving forward like after we most people would say they have pivoted at this point do those core principles have they changed at all
4: for me and let me add that we are two in the positive and one in the negative. While Oversee and I have given a plug to Blueberry Buckle, you all noticed that Bishop Moore didn't say while sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I feel
3: like
1: I feel like Bishop Moore. It oh, feels wow. like okay. I'm. I'm. A, he's basically the third guest of the podcast. Right, right.
3: I'm like the six toad that gets hidden in the sandal.
1: So, uh, so, he's just, so he's just addressing his people. So, it's,
3: it's, it's, so, so, it's all uh, right.
1: It's all right. So so Sean
4: and Van quote unquote he won't be spilling the tea, tonight. <laughs>
1: he, he won't be doing that. Now
4: uh, to your question, I uh, yes, I am still holding very much to those core principles, even in a much tighter fashion. And I am learning while holding on to those principles to just take the time to sit with them and to allow my mind to absorb the moments that God has so graciously given me. And rather than to just make the next move to insert those cores, but then take a few moments to sit back with those results of those core values, think through things, process them, and then be able to see what comes next.
0: I actually want to touch on something that each of you said, (laughs) again, within the last podcast that we had back in January 2020. And I wanted to point out uh, something that each of you said. So Bishop, you said to the millennials, we were talking about technology and the millennial minds, and you were saying how There's a place for each of them and that they would be able to utilize their talents and their gifts um, and to have a seat at the table and that they would be doing essentially unprecedented things in 2020. And then you also said that um, within the year of 2020, there would be through technology and through these gifted minds, things would be developed scientifically to help people all over. So I want to point that one out. Uh, Bishop Moore, you said that we have to have essentially a pulse on the times because it's going to be necessary for each of us to understand what's going on with the times and how we, you know, that we need to make sure that we are aware of what's going on uh, and not to get lost, paraphrasing there. And finally, Overseer Jenkins said that we have to essentially change with the times. Like we were with her, we were talking about how she had come from a traditional church or you had come from a different, a traditional church and that it has been necessary for you to kind of change your thinking and your frame of mind in order not to get, not to get lost with the times and that you either have to be, you either have to change or be left behind. And so each of you have said something within the last podcast that was necessary for 2020. Uh, we all came together in January, and by March, the world looked completely different. So now hearing that you all have said something that was that we were able to take and carry through 2020, like looking back, hearing your own words, do you feel like you had to live by the words that you gave us?
2: I'll go first. Listening to our responses that you just read. It's just awesome and they're almost prophetic. I still believe and hold to the fact of what I said that we have to get in with the times. And for sure, we have to really be up with everything that's going on, especially technology-wise. I was speaking to an elderly woman in her 70s, and she was not willing to embrace the new modes of technology that we have for communication. She was just, just wanted to just stick with just the cell phone. And I was trying to encourage her that it's very easy to uh, learn to do. It's not hard at all, but I just couldn't get her to try to get her to think to say she would try the new modes of uh, communication that we have for technology, the Zoom and the uh, (laughs) FaceTime. So I do know that if we don't move with the times, we will be stuck and we'll feel like we're left alone. We'll feel like we're left out. So I just still stick with what I said then and I say it now. Just do your best to move with the times. Do all that you can to keep your mind abreast of what's going on. I have an app on my phone that has different games on it with math, writing, English or whatever. And it really helps me to stay on top of my game with everything that's going on. Um, So I just encourage everyone to not be afraid to move to the next level, as I said yesterday. Don't be afraid to move on to new things that are coming into being in this lifetime, even with this vaccine that they have gotten so quick. I don't even believe this is probably the first time that a vaccine has been made as quickly as it has been. But we just have to move with the times. And as we do, we definitely have to trust God through it all because he would lead us and guide us and as we acknowledge him in all of our ways he will direct our path, and he will not lead us wrong
0: and to reinforce your point you have a 90 something year old woman who attends your services correct
2: right that's right and she I even brought that up to the uh lady that I was talking to I said, we have a 90-year-old woman. She gets on the Zoom, and she does, and it just didn't move her. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just satisfied with my cell phone. All I want to do is just call people, you know, so I don't know. (laughs) Yes, but that 90-year-old woman, man, she is on top of it. She really is Uh, with our virtual services, and um, we have a conference line where we sometimes have meetings and prayers, and she is right on it. She is right on it. So it's there is no age limit. It can be done to get acclimated to the modern technology and all of its uh, venues and ways to connect with each other,
0: technical ways and, to connect with each other. And then even with that, like, I, I guess with that in... Of course, I don't know who it is, so I can't, you know, speak I'll to that. But
4: love my mama. oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that that bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, <laughs> my goodness! I was not exactly that. Well, then I neighbors are, well, I'll say what lift I was going to say, but essentially Jesus, I was going to say, lipstick coffee Jesus does not support and or condone <laughs> <laughs> the sabotaging <laughs> of the in-laws.
4: Right. <laughs> and, you're, and you're not responsible for
1: some of the statements that are being said right. on the podcast. These these statements are not our own. They are the opinions <laughs> of our guests. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just want exactly. to put that out there we are about the family <laughs> oh what,
0: my goodness I will reserve my comment I mean and that was, I knew who it was but I said I'm going to just go with the
1: anonymity like, he's, yes. he's got to yes. let yes. Go. go go ahead <laughs> I was just going to say that
0: that is just an example of why, <laughs> why it's so important to not focus on where God was but you know where he is now where he's going to be because we looking for God you know essentially in pews and in different places. And it's just like, well, if you're not willing to conform to where he's going in right. the way that he is now, then you're just going to miss out. Like your spiritual, your spiritual man suffers because we're not willing to, you know, change with the times. And that's essentially we'll oversee what Overseer was saying. Yeah. So, yeah. But Bishop, Bishop Moore. Yes,
3: yes, yes. I, 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 I think that, um, it, I guess in relation to what i was saying last year, that it's important for us to have our pulse on the times and, And what's our fingers on the pulse of what's going on. And in retrospect, looking over 2020, I don't think you could have a more perfect example of really not knowing what was going to happen. But the importance of really gauging and understanding. The Bible says that the sons of Issachar had an understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. And if you do not understand the times, i.e. having your fingers on the pulse of what's going on, you will not be able to successfully navigate whatever is going on. Life is ever changing. Life is ever moving. It's ever, you know, kind of altering the ways that we think it should be going. You think you should be going one way? Life happens and you go another way. But the one constant and the one uh, immovable thing in all of the ever-changing variables of life is God and God really giving you the knowledge, the downloads that you need to successfully navigate what's going on. And if you don't have your fingers on the pulse of times and your ear towards what God is saying, then I'm mighty afraid that you will miss out on um, the benefits of Successfully navigating through change, you know, uh, the, the the pandemic has really um, all of yes. us has really uh, affected us in one way or the other. You know, the only people that it has not affected are people who haven't come out of their basement in the last ten years. But but right. but it has affected all of us in some way, shape, or form. It's affected how we socialize. Affected how you know our employment, our public um, space, all of the things that that it has. Affected for most of us, but if we have our fingers on the pulse of the times, our ears cup toward God, then we can say, "Oh, you know what? This is a change, but there's something beneficial for me and for all of us who follow who follow after God. There's something beneficial, whether it's a lesson, whether it's a new perspective on life or on time or whatever it is. But as long as you have your finger on that pulse, then you're You'll be able to to get through it um, with the help of God to the
4: to that point uh, i I agree with Bishop that um, the world is constantly and ever changing and it is my feeling that the world is moving forward at a phenomenal speed and pace um, It was just like uh, thousands of years ago uh, when it was thought by explorers um, of the world like uh, Vespucci and um, Champlain and those explorers, it was thought that the world was flat only to have a millennial come of that time and to mm. discover that the world was round. Some of those explorers died believing that the world was flat and never made any major accomplishments. And to the point that Overseer brought up, uh, you know, the person just wants to use the telephone, the cell phone to make calls. And there's so Many more advantages right there while you're sitting down uh, of reaching people, of um, doing things at a more uh, quicker and faster pace. This person would rather sit on the phone and dial and pay bills when you can just type in and it's done in no time rather than wait to be red taped by two or three operators. And it's just a gamut of things that I can see the difference in how we make accomplishments. People like that, they lose so much time and waste so much time. Mm-hmm. And then there's no advancement. Now, to add to what we're saying about technology millennials, how things are done in this day and time. Anything that's created by man is subject to failure, to exception. But there are some core values, um, as I stated earlier, which I call the rudiments of faith that we can never allow to change, that even as we're moving forward in productivity, we've got to always have these things sitting on the front of them, on top of them, underneath of them, and behind them. And those are the core values of prayer, fasting, reading the word, meditate, and meditation on spiritual levels. And I think one thing that's lacking or pending now that we've come to the table and begun to dis- begin to discuss these things between generations, one of the things that's lacking and pending is that there's no uh, convictional drive that prayer and those things that are rudimentarily necessary for sustenance, See, they don't seem to be as prevalent. And I'm not talking about a style of prayer, but I'm talking about being given to prayer, depending on prayer, depending on God, depending on fasting, depending on the word of God. Uh, the the error and the fault can be when things are at your fingertips that you can go to Google uh, and get information in a matter of a second or two on any subject that you want to tends to give us a false sense of security when we can do everything at our fingertips that we don't need anything but um, uh, 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 a phone um, or a computer or those kinds of things. So I just never, ever want us to be so far advanced until we leave the principles of those foundational things that are a must to survive in this world.
1: Now, you mentioned a very good point about the kind of like the pros and the cons of both being stuck in the way things were and how things are now how do you suggest that people bridge the gap between the two? Um, Because one thing I do do feel like the pandemic has exposed is those people who are kind of not moving with the times and so almost being left behind. And then people who are very advanced but may lack some of those foundational things. So how do you bridge the gap between the two? Because I do believe that in this era that we're in, we're in. There's kind of like a hybrid necessary that yes. you need foundation and technology, and and sometimes those two things are kind of pitted against one another. Yeah. Um. So how do you feel that we should bridge the gap, especially as the church, um, and especially now that we've been in the house, uh, for about a year, and we're talking about you know losing a generation or still keeping hold to a, a generation.
4: One of the uh, phenomenal things that have in my opinion, arisen from this pandemic, have arisen from quarantine, have arisen from the, uh, the, the quality of life that we are forced to embrace now is the beautiful art of conversation. I believe there must be a coming together at the table of both generations with a willingness to talk, an open mind, and most of all, a willingness to listen. As a person that is not as tech savvy, but really strong in my faith and in the rudiments of the word, I desire, I desire to know more of the world of the millennials. I desire to know more about technology. I am hungry for knowledge of where the world is going and what's going to shape the world futuristically. And so I believe there must be a coming together constantly so that we can learn
1: from each other. Bishop Moore, Overseer, do you have anything you would like to
2: add? I will add that communication was not prevalent or a priority in many households. So I just, I ditto that communication piece. And it's just so very important in the life of the believer. And just, it's just communication is important in uh, relationships, period. So that's even between parents and children. Now parents were having to stay home. Yeah, They were used to the time away from their children or away from their spouses. Now everyone's home and we are now everyone's home and we are forced to communicate. And for some, it you know, it was a little rough for some, but, you know, pressure, I hope many, you know, made it through and... Um, and
4: if I might add, I'm a realist and she said it was difficult for some. I suggest that it was difficult for all because we had not navigated that territory before. It was difficult even for those with the best relationship, with the best communication, because we all need a certain demographic of private space and private time, even though you could go to your room, but you never were really alone. But the beautiful thing is that there we go again with that conversation and that open mind. You learn to Work those things out, and you come out the better. I am thoroughly enjoying this time with my wife of this year will be forty years uh with those that are in my home I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it, and even though there are some Martin Luther King said there are some difficult days ahead, even though there have been some difficult days. Ahead, we may be spiritual people, but we are in a natural world. So we have to experience some of the ups and downs. But I just believe that, and I know I'm not on here to preach or teach, so I, I won't be long. But I just that was your cue, ladies, to say no, 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 no. Go ahead, <laughs> like y'all do on Sunday.
1: <laughs> the way Monday is set up, now just saying. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that was powerful. But I believe it's helping all of us. It is strengthening all of us. And it really is because we allow it to strengthening our relationships. I don't know if the audience knows it, but I know all of us on the platform know I am a hardcore church person. I am an old style um church person wrapped up in the most modern outside that you could ever find if you could ever uh, fit into that dichotomy. This pandemic has even opened up my mind to what the millennials were saying all the time. You do not always have to be in the church building. You do not always have to do things like we've been doing it all the time in church. And whereas pre-pandemic, I I wouldn't budge so easily with that line of thinking. But now it's going to be hard to get me back in the church building, y'all. It really is. I speak for myself. I am enjoying this virtual platform. And I'm learning. uh, I am receiving. Let me change it. I'm receiving just as much as I did when we were in the building the only thing that drives my desire to get in the building is I have a need for relationship, physical relationship. I have a obsessive need for people to be around me, for me to be around them, to communicate, to uh, hear people's voices in person, to feel people's touch and to hear, not smell, to hear their breathing and all of those kinds of things. But the uh, the actual having church, I am fully
1: convinced
4: that we are the church.
1: And your statement brings me to my next question Um, for each of you individually. What does 2021 look for look like for you in your personal life and ministry-wise? What do you feel like that looks like? And we can start with you, Bishop.
3: I think 2020 for me personally, 2021, looks like for me um, really digging in the wells of the giftings, the talents, the callings that God has placed inside of me that uh, I have kind of maybe tiptoed around, maybe picked out a couple of droplets Uh, every now and then. I I know what God has called me to do, and I'm doing that, but I think that as we grow in the knowledge and grace of God, that we find the things that are in us that are deeper than what we're doing, that are more, I don't want to say purposeful, but they really add depth to what God has called you to do. And so I think for me personally, um, that looks like really digging into the wells of Uh, what God has placed inside of me, that as I grow, as I continue to move along in my calling and move along and, as I said, growing in the knowledge and the grace of God, that I continue to excavate those things that God has placed deep down inside of me. For church, here is what's interesting um, to to all of you who are listening. Here's what's interesting, and I I, I stated this in a personal conversation, um, that we talked about how church and plenty of us have said it and you know not everybody but plenty of us have said that church would look absolutely different that church would never look the same and um because of the pandemic the face of the church would be different from here on out for all of, for for our lives the challenge that i have with that is that the only way that the church would look different other than maybe people being um somewhat Um, cautious or trepidatious about coming into a church, a physical building, it would not, church looking different won't look different if we don't reimagine it looking different. If we don't, if we don't, if we don't um, reshape our perspective on what different looks like. Now, the other piece is there are some aspects of church that should not look different, that God does not want a complete... Overhaul, a, a complete makeover of things that, um, things that have existed and have been truth and foundational to the church since its inception. There are some things that absolutely should not. Yeah. but there are some things because of this that should be reimagined, that should have a different perspective and should cause us to go about doing church differently. But it won't look different other than a few empty seats if we do not reimagine what different looks like that has been caused by this pandemic. Because if, if, if any of us who watch church online, who, you know, maybe on Facebook or Instagram or whatever platform you watch church on Zoom, that plenty of people have gone back to church like it was pre-pandemic. And people have not even changed What some people, some people, you know, there are some people in there that don't wear masks. Like there there are concerts going on (laughs) that are full fledged concerts with 50 voice choirs up in there singing. People are doing church like it was February 2020. And so for me, if we don't reimagine what church looks like and take advantage of what the pandemic has caused, how 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 the church had to pause for probably 95 percent of us. Has had to hit the pause button for physical gathering and whatever social interaction. It has to look different in that it has to be more aggressive about evangelism. That's what it has, that's what different looks like. It has to be more aggressive about evangelism. It has to be more aggressive about presenting the kingdom to people who are already in church, who are so used to church that the kingdom goes over their head. What is the kingdom? The Bible says it's righteousness, it's peace, it's joy in the Holy Ghost. So how many people are doing church Sunday after Sunday, but don't have an understanding of righteousness, don't uh, exemplify or either have inner peace or joy in the Holy Ghost? Those things are the kingdom of God. And that's what the church in 2020 looks like to me. It looks like a more aggressive evangelistic agenda. It looks like representing the kingdom to the church, the people who are already doing church Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever you do your Bible study, representing the kingdom because the kingdom is within. It's not a building. We know that. We've heard that a thousand times over the pandemic. It's not a building, but the kingdom of God, as the scripture tells us, is within us. And so we have to to do a better job about that. And so if we want to take advantage of what, the pandemic has allowed us to see and to gain and to gauge, we will do that. We will, come, we will become evangelistically more aggressive and we will present the kingdom and what the kingdom really is and not just the church. That's it for me.
2: That was
1: really right. excellent.
2: May I go? Um, for me, for my personal ministry or for my personal self, what I envision for 2021, the Lord has given me a couple of ideas and it is my goal to look further into these ideas um during this past year i have been praying and fasting and researching information so that when the time has come i will be ready to uh just launch what he has given me and he has given it to me to and um, bring increase financially but it so that I can increase the kingdom of God. So that's um what my personal goal is for 2021 and as along with my that's along with my regular duties being the caretaker, the main caretaker for my husband and for just every every day duty. But the extra part is the two the couple of ideas that the Lord has given me that I that I am looking forward to launching Now, as far as ministry is concerned for 2021, I am just so ready to get right in on evangelism. I know there is much work that needs to be done. And I just envision, man, I'm just ready, not necessarily to go back to the building to have church, but um, I'm ready to go back to meeting physically so we can get the work done. So I just envision the church, well, at least fresh anointed, I would hope, Other churches take on the same mindset. But for Fresh Anointing, I hope and I envision us getting our hands, getting our feet in the work. There is so much to be done outreach-wise, going into the communities and helping the needy, just doing all that we can to spread the gospel as we serve mankind for what they need. Because, I mean, we've preached to each other for what, years, but now it's just more, we need to get more into working for the Lord on the outside of the walls of the church. And I'm just ready uh, from the babies, from daycare, from just providing platforms for where people can get help or resources that they need. I'm just ready to just jump in with my hands and my feet and with all who are willing, with all who are willing to work with us so so that we may build up the kingdom as we serve God by serving others?
4: For me, let me say that I have been very, very engaged and active in ministry since I was a kid. I've had my hands on the pulse of being active in church probably uh, since I was 12, 13, 12 or 13 The early years of ministry for me were foundational. I spent a lot of quality time around the older people in my first Reformation and coming up in church. And then when I transitioned uh, and relocated to uh, Richmond, Virginia, I spent quality, quality time and invested my whole being in the older people, the doctrine of the older people, building a foundation that would remain and that has lasted me over 40 years. But now, what do I see for ministry? I am a man of wisdom. And I feel that in order for me to remain relevant, To go where no man has ever gone ministry-wise, to finish my course, you know, I'll be 60 in June, I've got to keep myself surrounded with young people. Young people that have the knowledge, and Bishop, if I may borrow your word, um, have their hand on the pulse of what's happening now. And I believe that because I am grounded and have a strong foundation, that my faith won't waver. I'll always be strong in faith and always be strong in God. But I need people surrounding me, and I want to be engaged with, and I'm not doing away with the older saints and the older church, but to take my ministry where God is showing me the things that God has shown me that I'm gonna be doing, the uh, things that have been revealed to me in this pandemic that not only am I gonna be doing, but that I've already begun to do. I need people who are acquainted with this kind of platform tonight and others. So I'm pulling on those persons that are 40 and under, Forty five and under Oof, but made in it a, right. in a, skin
3: of my teeth. <laughs> in a,
4: but, but in a more disciplined way, a youthful mindset, a a young mindset, not people who still think the world is flat. <laughs> that is so good. Oh my God. Not people who still just because they have it wanna watch a black and white television with an antenna in the top of it, with with a coat hanger, I'm sorry, in the top of it. I want to be engaged with people who can feel me, if I can use that prehistoric term, you know, I feel you, who can feel me and yet I can feel them. That's for my personal ministry, for church, I want to say that I had the opportunity to engage with some pastors as I have been throughout this pandemic. And what I'm saying to pastors is we want to, uh, we, we keep expressing that church won't look like it looked w- when we left. And I keep saying church will look like it look when we left. If you look like you look when you left, listen, it well, that's will. <laughs> Because we are the yes. church. <laughs> With it, um, uh, anyhow, yeah, we, we are the church. And if we keep looking like we look, and there's nothing wrong. Y'all know, not, well, the audience doesn't know that. I like old songs, um, but I like the new songs and all of that kind of stuff. But in order to be, Functional in the world that we're living in as a church, we are going to have to stop being so dogmatic in what we believe and be willing to muster up some change. And change is not sinful. Change is good. You know, I hear people saying, yeah, I, I see church in another life. When I go back I'm going to get me some 60-inch screens up on the wall in front. You know, that's almost old now. That's true. You know, let go ahead and do it <laughs>
2: because it'll help
4: you start blowing up the end of your flat world so it'll start mm-hmm. getting round on one end.
2: <laughs> oh, goodness.
4: But we need technology now that the kind of technology that the rap artists use now. The kind of technology that they're using in corporations. Holograms. Holograms, yes. The the kind of technology they're using in hospitals. You know, the day is over for having a mic in your hand and it starts uh, 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 rattling because you got it too close to your mouth. It's time to get with the time. And as Overseer said, when I, she said, well, I told, telling these pastors, she wasn't in the conversation. But let me share this with you. Overseer, Bishop Moore, and to our audience tonight, ladies that have invited us, you are not going to do anything when you go back that you're not doing here now. It's not waiting to do evangelism a different way when you get there. A different way is Zooming your evangelism, Facebook in your evangelism, sending out information through many technological platforms, TikTok, Twitter. you got to be open to all of that because you can reach the world, not just the city. Come up with a plan and start getting all your feet and hands in it right while you're on pandemic. So that's what it looks like for me, for my personal ministry. Ladies, I need you. 45 to 30, I need you. And 30 to 18, I need We can all sit at the table and we can get accomplished what Jesus left on record for us to do. Can I just say one more thing? And I know I'm taking it. No, you're good. We
0: have been all the way gathered and have no more edges. This is great. Finish the job. Listen. Um, Somebody's
1: world. Somebody's world got a little round here today. You should should be. (laughs) So go ahead on. I
4: have (laughs) read the Gospels. Listen to the Gospels. Listen to teachers of the Gospels. Twenty first century teachers of the gospels, and what I have embraced in my study is that Jesus and those twelve disciples, disciples, were the millennials of his day. Brought such a. They,
1: break that down. They brought such a down. change
4: to the world that hadn't been done with Ezekiel, Isaiah, uh, 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 Haggai. And all of those prophets before, they broke it down till it's just like the Bible said in the New Testament, it was so simple that a fool could not err therein. There was no more having to bring sacrificial animals and lambs and sheep and heifers to the temple in order to be forgiven. All you had to do was say, forgive me. That was millennial activity. And they even though they traveled by feet, their minds and their mouths were saying things that had never been said and were doing things that had never been done before. I'm going to shut up. I got to save some of this for my church.
0: <laughs> You're right. That's a perfect plug. So, uh Bishop, would you please, again, give the information um, for the church? I know you did last year. But uh, we don't want them to have to go back that far. Would you uh, plug the church again?
3: Sure. It's uh, Fresh anointing City of Refuge. Uh, That is the tag name on Facebook. Um, Fresh A-C-O-R is uh, the Instagram name. Uh, We are on the platforms. Find us. And also 703-787-9383. You can give us a ring. We'll pray for you. And uh F A C O R is our website. So let's get it rolling.
0: Vanity, I've
1: been all the way gathered. <laughs> this my, my, my hair is embraced,
0: oh.
3: but the
1: little edges that I have. <laughs> my goodness. They've been challenged. <laughs>
3: so
1: <laughs> But no, oh in goodness, all seriousness, yes. we are so grateful for you all stopping by, Oof. especially with the nice little bomb and mic drop that Bishop Jenkins left at the end. It's just so important. And going forward, um, we're still navigating some uncharted territory, but I'm definitely sure that after listening to this, people will get a get some more clarity of how to proceed forward. So once again, um, we're yes. so excited that we had our leaders and our pastors, and now you see where we get it from, um, Bishop Jenkins, Overseer Jenkins, and Bishop Jay Bernard Moore. Thank you, so much. City That's of Refuge. Lovely. We love you love all you. so much. So thankful for the push, the prayers, um, and the solid anointing. I'm telling you, the the solid anointing makes a whole difference. Um, just in life in general and I, I can speak for myself and so can Sean that we are the better because of what we've received thank since being here so we just thank you all so much and Absolutely. it's always a pleasure so to have you, you guys stop by all the ways and that talk you're with expanding us our
3: listeners uh, your brand and how God is just blessing you and kissing uh, you you just make us really really proud so we love you very very
4: very
0: well, thank you. You all know, if y'all want to hear more from them, again, they gave the information for tonight. Um, we are eternally blessed. So we're going to go ahead and get off of this because y'all need to marinate on what they said. I know I need to. And I hear this from week to week, several times a week. And again, I'm feeling extremely gathered and needing to kind of revisit some, revisit some things. So y'all take the time to listen to it. Listen to it over and over again. I think last year Vanity was this not wasn't their show the highest uh rating show that we had so far thought uh, so so thank you so yeah. yes yeah. let's do an applause uh, so clearly our listeners love you all um, at the end of the day the goal is Jesus I know he's at the end of lipstick yes. coffee and Jesus but Jesus truly is first and that's the goal so we pray that you were blessed by today you can find us lipstick coffee Jesus nineteen on Instagram. Www.lipsiccoffeejesus online and then also lipstickcoffeejesus on Facebook. Have a good evening. Have a great week, and more importantly, have a prosperous and successful 2021. We Get your coffee. You
3: time. Get your coffee and your
0: tea. Lipstick coffee and Jesus. Thank
3: you.
1: Thank you. Very You're very Charlie. Yes.